Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today, Christopher Fox, and he is an Idol Courses Academy member who is, of course, now an Idol success story. And I brought Christopher on because I want him to share his story and his journey to become an Idol. So Christopher, would you please do a better job of introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Robin. Um, It's a a pleasure to be here and um, just to, I guess, go into my um, background a little bit. Um, I was, um, prior to uh, going through the Idol Academy, I was a classroom teacher. And so I was teaching eighth grade U.S. history and um, teaching middle school, uh, junior high. So I um, uh, kind of had a, a few changes that happened in my life. I guess it was 2019. I moved out of state. I was living in California, relocated out of state to Oregon, and um, had a kind of a um, big transition in my life where I was uh, unemployed for a little bit um, as I had just moved out of state. And um, you know, thought about, did I want to continue teaching or did I want to um, consider other avenues? And it just so happened that during all of that process, while I was thinking about that, there was also this thing called the pandemic that happened and kind of um, threw everything into confusion. So, um, you know, during the course of that process, I considered, you know, what, um, what were my career goals? Um, What, where did I, you know, where do I want to be working? Um, was I concerned about um, my health in terms of, you know, if I was going to be in a workplace um, and exposed to, you know, to COVID essentially during that time? Um, you know, what were my, my salary expectations? Um, did I need to change some of those things? Um, so all of those things were kind of, I guess, big considerations and why I started looking into um, other career avenues. And I came across the field of learning and development of instructional design, um, of which led me to Idle Courses Academy. Now, which cohort specifically were you a part of, Christopher? So that would have been, uh, let's see, started in January of 2020. Oh, no, January of 2021 of this year. Oh, and that was like the first time we did do it messy. Okay, I got you. All right, so you um, you were just, you found Idle Courses Academy as soon as you landed on instructional design. What made you think like instructional design, that's where I want to go when you were doing your research? Well, um, I wanted to, to find uh, a career path where I could really bring my, my skill set that I had as a teacher, whether that was... Um, you know, leading, leading instruction, instructor, uh, uh, you know, instructor-led trainings, or um, my knowledge of how to connect with learners and help them um, 
engage with content. So my facilitation skills as well that I had from, from being a teacher. And in, um, I was lucky that I um, had, had met someone through my family that was also uh, an instructional um, designer, worked in learning and development. And so she kind of, um, she familiarized me with a few different, um, you know, at, at this point, I still wasn't sure where did I, you know, where did I want to go with, with this interest? So she familiarized me with the e-learning heroes challenge. Um, she familiarized me with, um, you know, these storyline challenges that you can do and um, some different um, podcasts that, that she listened to so that I could start learning more about the field. And, um, and then, like I said, during that process, I also stumbled across the Idle Courses Academy. Um, and so um, I kind of evaluated, you know, what, um, okay, I'm, I'm really interested in this field. Now, what path is best for me? Do I want to do a, a certificate course in instructional design? Do I want to do Idle Courses Academy? Um, you know, what path would be best for me to, to pursue this, which was, it was kind of a big leap of faith for me because, you know, it's like, I, I was completely leaving, I, you know, I have a master's in education. I'm completely leaving the field of classroom teaching. It was a little scary. Um, so I had to decide, well, you know, okay, I'm going to enroll in this program. And then I think, um, what really got me excited about idle courses was I did the do it messy challenge, like you said. And, um, after that I was totally hooked. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this now. I love it. So, um, so that's, I mean, it's always really nice that you had somebody that you could turn to in your own family and ask them questions and get pointed to resources and things like that. All right. So you enrolled in January after the Become an Idol Challenge. And just for clarification, the Do It Messy is actually in the academy, but we do do a uh, Become an Idol Challenge, like the like five free days of training. Okay. So you enrolled in January and you started. And so tell us like, what did your journey look like once you joined the academy? I mean, did you just, be, were you still unemployed at this time? And so you just like, focused and, you know, put in hours of work or what did, what did the actual process look like for you all the way up until you started applying for jobs? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So thanks for, uh, correcting on that. Yeah. So it was the, uh, becoming, was it the become an idol challenge? I think it's called the five days that we did. Yeah. yeah so that's, that was, I did that and I was like, okay, I'm just going to commit myself to this full time. And so I was like, okay, I enrolled in the program. I'm just going to, I'm going to pretend like I'm in a job every day and, you know, pursue the academy full time. So I started, you know, before I started the academy, I was doing research, you know, listening to podcasts, um, you know, trying to learn more about the different job titles. And then once the academy started, um, I just went into the different course modules and I started just going through those um, because um, one of the things that really motivated me about the, and I liked about the um, Idle Courses Academy is that um, 
you have a structure of, you know, these are the things you need to do to this portfolio that you need to create in order to, you know, prepare for, um, prepare for applying for a role. And, and it really motivated me that, you know, there were a lot of people that were getting hired within weeks, months of starting the program and it was self-paced. Um, and that's, that was something that really appealed to me about the program that was motivating to me was like, okay, I'm making a big leap of faith here. Um, You know, I'm leaving my, I left my other job. I just, I need to, to do this. So there's no going back. I have to just, you know, pursue this program and then um, get hired. Um, So um, like I said, I was just um, working on the modules and, um, trying to earn my badges as well. Um, taking in as much content from the idol Academy as I could. So I was listening to a lot of these podcasts, um, you know, uh, every day and trying to, to learn more about other people's experiences. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, if you're considering or you're going through the idol courses Academy, um, that's one of the things that's great is, is you have a lot of, um, you know, really amazing people who with different experiences, either coming to learning and development, instructional design, or um, people who are already experienced who are mentors in the academy. So um, that was just a huge uh, resource for me. So about how many hours per week did you put in, you think? How many hours? What did you focus on? Um, I mean, did you just focus on building your portfolio? How much of your portfolio did you get done before you started applying? Like, give us the details. Mm, um, well, hard to put a number of hours that I spent a week, but maybe, I don't know, like a standard work week. Um, so I was, the hardest thing for me initially was design skills and, you know, learning to put together a portfolio. Um, I had to learn to use Photoshop essentially. And, um, you know, I mean, I didn't have to do that, but I was like, okay, I want to learn how to do this so that I can, you know, create a good looking website and um, work on putting together better instructional materials and, um, you know, e-learning. And so, you know, what, from what little I knew about those things, I was like, okay, I need to get better at this because I had seen some of the samples of other, um, of other students in the academy already. And I was like, wow, okay, there are some people who are amazing at this. I want to get better at this. Um, so, um, you know, that's, that's, that was taking me a lot of time. Like I was spending, I would say I spent a lot, you know, more time, in the first few weeks, just on, on that. And obviously something that I'm still working on, but, um, um, design skills were really important to me. So, I mean, probably more specifically when you are talking about like your visual design skills. Yes. Thank you. you. Yeah. Visual design. Okay. So you're spending like 40 hours a week. You're like, just going all the way in. You've already, it's, it's great even that you were able to determine what your own learning gaps were, right? Just by kind of being in the community, seeing the exemplars and things like that. And you're like, oh, it's visual design for me. That's what I'm going to focus on. And so 
when, how many assets in your portfolio did you have before you started applying? Um, so I want to say I had, I had probably one asset for each category that, um, you know, so I had an instructional aid. I had, um, um, I had a e-learning sample and artic, uh, articulate 360 sample. Um, and also, um, I believe in an uh, instructional guide, um, facilitator guide that I had put together. And so those were kind of my initial samples. And um, then I started applying to jobs after about a, probably about a month in the program. So just, okay. So it's, you got, you knocked it out in a month, which is impressive already. And did you go to mentors and did you submit things to coaches? Yeah. So um, yeah, that was one of the things I loved about the program was the, the mentor aspect of the program, because um, I mean, every aspect of um, going through this process is challenging to begin with. If you, there's such a big learning curve, you know, whether it is visual design skills, um, interviewing for a role, putting together a portfolio, um, you know, it's wherever, you know, however overwhelmed you may be feeling by, by all this process, the Academy had um, so many great resources that, you know, especially the, I felt the mentors who, um, you know, really went above and beyond to, you know, provide me with feedback that, that helped me to grow. So, um, you know, that, that helped a lot of things in terms of um, starting to get on the right path and in, especially I think my e-learning of putting together, you know, storyline samples and, and really understanding how all those pieces fit together. So, um, but yeah, the, I mean, the mentors were, were helpful in a, in a lot of ways. Did you give yourself a, did you set like a deadline for, I will apply by this time? I mean, you've got, you got things ready and you were applying within the month. Did you have a deadline in mind? I, I tried to put a deadline on myself of, of, you know, that, that challenge, that do it messy challenge was kind of my deadline of like, okay, I'm going to have all of this ready. Um, I'm going to, you know, do everything that, um, you know, keep up with my classmates in the Academy and then, you know, start applying to roles once the do it messy challenges is completed. I love it. So many people get scared at that point, right? <laughs> when they've only had like 14 steps and we're like, go ahead and apply. And they're like, really? Are you sure? But I love it. You did it anyway. And so, all right, you started applying a month after you joined. And then do you have any idea about how many you applied to? Did you target specific types of roles? How many interviews did you get? What kind of, what does your data look like for that? That was part of the scary process is, is applying to roles when there are so many different types of roles, curriculum developer, instructional designer, and on and on and on, right? Um, so it was, that was part of the scary process is, do, am I qualified for this role? And, um, uh, you know, is it something that there's all those other factors that go into it of, you know, 
um, are they looking to hire someone who is new to the field and things like that, that that's a whole nother thing. But um, yeah, it was, it was scary to, um, you know, I was like, well, my, I, I'm done with the do it messy challenge, but I don't really feel that it's like a perfect portfolio, you know? And so I think, I think that was part of the leap of faith as well as just, you know, being like, okay, it's not perfect, but in this process of interviewing and, and starting to apply for roles, I'm still going to be working on it. I'm still going to be improving it. And, um, you know, a lot of the, the classmates that I keep in touch with from the Idol Academy are still working on their portfolio, still revising it all the time. Um, and so that's, you know, that's one of the things I love about, about this field is that people are, are constantly, you know, those that are committed constantly working on professional development and um, you know, you'll, there's always opportunities for growth. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of, I, I was scared, but I was like, okay, I'm going to jump into this. How many jobs did you apply for? Oh, um, how many jobs did I apply for? A lot, <laughs> a lot. That's part of the scary part. At least 15 interviews, I would say, uh, maybe more. I, you know, it's one of the things that was a challenge for me is, is uh, in all of this process was learning to be better at interviewing. Um, so I would say that the Academy was, was very helpful in terms of coaching me up on those things. And I had opportunities to practice. Um, um, so, you know, that, that was, that was a challenging part for me, but um you know, I, I eventually did land, land a role as, as curriculum developer. So, um, so there was an end to the road, but it was a long one. <laughs> so you had 15 first round interviews. Oh, I, or 15 in total. You think, I think like in, some of in total, yeah, I, that's not a, I'd that was just a guess, but I, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And so then you got some traction and you started to go, you started, you know, to get interviewed for the role that you currently have. How many interviews did you go through to land your current job? Uh, in my, in the role that I landed currently, I had to go through three different interviews. Um, the initial interview was a, a phone screening. And mm -hmm. then the second interview was a panel interview. And the third interview was a, um, in person, uh, again, with my, um, my previous, uh, supervisor who was my manager at the time. And so when did you get to this interview that led to the job that you landed? How, how, how many months after you joined is this right now? Oh, um, so I just passed the six month of being in my role. So six months. Um, so I, it took me in terms of how long it took to actually from the first interview to the last, it took about a month, I would say, to do the onboarding and interview, all those things. Did you land your job within two months, three months, or four months of joining the Academy? Like what month did you land your job? Um, that was in May. So that would have been within, is that within three, maybe? I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we usually start at the end of January, 
almost February. Yeah. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. about, about three months. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was um, getting concerned because I was like, I've seen a lot of my classmates um, getting hired in roles and I was nervous. I was like, Oh no, I'm taking so long to interview and get hired. Um, but you know, it's, there was an end in sight. So it totally was. Okay. So tell us about, tell us you, you landed the job. Tell us about any of the feedback they gave you or like why they picked Mm -hmm. you or, uh, what were some things that you picked Mm -hmm. up during that interview process, you know, for the one that ultimately became your, your role? Yeah. So, um, the part of the reason I got the role was because of my experience with Idle Courses Academy and um, the e-learning development skills that I had picked up. Um, so that was a really important component because that's that's a good percentage of what I do as curriculum developers. I design the e-learning for our new hires. Um, you know, so that was part of it. The other part was facilitation skills and being able to, um, I help facilitate the new hire orientation for our employees. So that's a, that's a very important part of what I do as well. Um, as well as having a, um, a, I don't say a, uh, an expert knowledge, but a basic knowledge of, um, of the ADDI process was very important um, to start building upon and really understanding how learning and development works at the corporate level. Wonderful. So what, so your current t- title is curriculum developer, right? And I've heard you say that a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. And can you tell us like the company you work mm-hmm. at or the type of company you yeah, work so at? Yeah. So the company is, um, is a privately owned company. It's uh, called Par Lumber. So it's a lumber company here in the Northwest. Um, so um you know, a lot of our learners are, um, they're new hires to the company who are working in the lumber yards um, and, or maybe they're drivers making deliveries um, or maybe they're um, customer service people who are learning how to, um, you know, best serve our customers. Um, and, and most of our customers are, um, our large uh, builders or contractors here in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon, where I live. Um, so, um, um, you know, that's, that's kind of to give our learners and, uh, you know, customers in a nutshell, but um, you know, that's who I'm serving. And I mostly serve the, you know, like I said, the, uh, the new hires. So I'm helping during the onboarding process of orientation and um, new hire trainings for them on, the different topics that they need to learn to be um, successful in their role. Do you work on site? Um, yes, I do. Um, so I have some remote days and then I have some other days when I'm on site. What do you love about being an instructional designer? Obviously you were a teacher before and now you're an instructional designer for a lumber company, which actually <laughs> probably sounds really cool. seems like you do some really fun things for your <laughs> for your new employees. So what's, I mean, just share kind of the differences between your work lifestyle. What's, Mm -hmm. what's that? Yeah. Well, I, um, I actually, um, I love it. It's like, it's like perfect for me because, um, uh, I love, um, number one, I love customer service. I love trying to figure out what do people need? What, you know, 
trying to, to ask them that question, you know, what are you working on? What can we, how can we best serve you? Um, and um, at our company, we have, um, we say internal customers. So like each other, you know, fellow employees. And then we have external customers, customers that, um, that we serve. So our contractors or, um, you know, individual homeowners increasingly are coming to our company for, um, you know, for things that for projects that they're working on. Um, and, um, so, so I, I really love it. And I think another thing that really excites me is I like, I like what we do. Um, the fact that, you know, I, I didn't expect that I would be working for a lumber company, but, um, um, I really love, you know, building things and, um, you know, seeing, seeing all parts of that process. So for me, uh, it just, it just worked out really well that just having that, um, it, it's a, if you think about it, it's a very, it's a very basic need and it's very fulfilling to me that, that we help people build homes. I mean, that it's so fundamental, right? I mean, that's something that we just take advantage of, but you look around and you're like, oh yeah, just about everything in this room came from a lumber company. Uh, so that's wonderful. So you have job satisfaction. And I, I hear a lot of teachers say like, I get to go to the bathroom when I want to. And, <laughs> but you, so you kind of have, um, you said you do facilitation and um, e-learning development and curriculum design. So it sounds like you kind of have a hybrid role, right? You're like both a trainer and an instructional designer. Is that right? Right. So right now it's, um, we're kind of in a transition period. So I was, um, we, we have a training manager who is my manager. And then we have the curriculum developer, which is me. Um, and we've been in the process of trying to onboard for a training facilitator. So someone to facilitate the different trainings that our company has, um, like orientation, um, some other things on our, our point of sale system and other technologies that we have, uh, but we don't have that person hired yet. So it's, um, you know, in the meantime, we've taken on some of those other responsibilities, um, which I'm okay with. I really love facilitating the new higher orientation and seeing people, you know, really excited about, um, you know, about coming to the company. And I love to tell them, you know, my story and kind of, you know, why I'm excited about the company. That's, it's just very fulfilling. I love it. All right. So there are so many, Christopher, that are um, exactly where you used to be. They are teachers who want to make the transition to become a corporate instructional designer. And so I know that they would just love to hear from you. I mean, you might have felt like a little discouraged that it took you um, three to four months to land your role, but that is completely, uh, it's still quite an accomplishment. I mean, it took you a whole month to get through the interview process. It took you less than a month to build your portfolio. So really that's not that long when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. And so what would be like your best advice and encouragement to those who are where you used to be? If instructional design, if learning and development is something that, you know, you're really excited, you're completely devoted to, I would say just, you know, if that's the path you're going, just put your all, just put a hundred percent. And um, that might involve, you know, a lot of interviews, um, 
but every time you interview, you'll learn something new. So just be, just be open to learning and um, continuing to develop. Even though you're not in a role, you're still developing your interview skills, for instance. You're developing you know, your portfolio samples. Um, and um, people will see that, you know, and, and, and just make sure that you have that, that passion also for, you know, for the role that, that you're applying for um, and, and for the company as well. People really want to see that, you know, um, I think, I think, it, you know, any role that I've ever gotten, it's not just that I'm passionate about the job itself. It's that I'm also have a passion for, you know, for the company or for the, the, um, yeah, for the company that, that you're going to be applying to. Um, you know, if, if, if you have that, I would say that that's, you know, that's an excellent start. Um, and just realize that, that there's also, a you know, it's, it's that learning curve. There's a big learning curve to, you know, you're coming from teaching, you, you have a lot of valuable skills, you have facilitation skills, you have, um, very strong knowledge of your learners. And those are things that are very valuable to learning and development organizations. Um, just having been in my role for, for about six months, everybody's, uh, you know, not everybody, but, you know, I've gotten a lot of feedback about, wow, you, you know, you really know a lot about um, facilitation and, and your learners, and that's very valuable to, to us. So I would say as a teacher, you are uniquely positioned to be very successful in an instructional design role. Um, so just realize that, that your skills are very valuable here. I love it, Christopher. That is excellent advice, especially the part of, you know, there, it's easy, right, to get like wrapped up in the passion uh, for the craft, but to also make sure to do your research and your homework and really have a compelling uh, story about why you want to work specifically for that company. I think that is excellent advice. And I mean, even just the way that you boiled it down to, I didn't know I'd be working for a lumber company, but it's really cool to know that I am a part of what goes into every home. home. So, um, you know, if people can even just go and find something as simple as that about why they want to work for a specific company, I think it would really um, connect the dots for those hiring managers. So thank you so much, Christopher, for sharing your story and your journey with us and your wonderful, wonderful advice. And thanks again for coming on the Become an Idol podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Robin. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.